Gritty Pretty acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal country of the Eora Nation. Do you know your hyaluronic from your niacinamide? Want to know what slugging is? Have you ever wondered what your favourite celebrities really put on their skin at night to wake up looking like that? Welcome to Beauty Talk, Gritty Pretty's podcast where we talk shop about the biggest trends in beauty. We review the products you need to know and we interview some of the industry's biggest and well-known names. This is Lily Reinhardt. I'm Miranda Kern. I'm Drew Barrymore. Hi everyone, welcome back to Beauty Talk. I'm really excited to be here today with Rose, our beauty editor. How are you, Rose? I'm good, Danny. How are you? I'm good. I'm still buzzing from our incredible House of Beauty event that we held last Saturday. It was just the best day ever. It was amazing. It was so good. I can't get over how incredible our readers are. I just wanted to chat to all of them all day long. My favourite part was getting to meet our readers after many years of the pandemic and being reunited with them. Yeah. They were all so sweet and so beauty obsessed. It was amazing. Some of them knew way more than I did. So I (laughs) I feel like I have a bit of homework to do. Yeah. Because they were asking me questions and I was like, yes. (laughs) No, I (laughs) I will be doing my homework. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Let's kick off the episode. We've got our budget and bougie segment now. Danny, what is your bougie pick for this week? I'm just going to warn you and say my budget and bougie picks are the same price. That's fine. As we said in one of our previous episodes, we make the rules. Okay, so do we stop prefacing it with any disclaimers? I think it's good to let everyone know. Mm. But I'm going to tell you why, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, this is why you're the beauty director. Yeah, so Bougie Pick is JVN Complete Hydrating Air Dry Hair Cream. Mm -hmm. Now, disclaimer, the reason I've called it Bougie is because it is like an add-on to the routine. And it's $40 from Sephora. So I just think, you know a product to help you to air dry your hair when your hair does already dry itself in the air. Correct. <laughs> Could be You're seen spot on there. Bougie. You are spot on. But it's so worth every dollar because it makes hair smooth and glossy. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a styling cream that adds a little tiny bit of hold but lets your natural texture shine through Love. while reducing frizz, which is like oh my God. bang, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah. What else do you does want? does everything you want. So it's part of Jonathan Van Ness's hair care range. Yes. Who we love. And they have the best hair ever. And they have the best hair. Iconic. So I've been trying the range. There's, I mean, everything I've tried is amazing. And I knew I needed to integrate a product into Budget Bougie. So here we are. It's basically like I just use a pea size amount. Mm -hmm. I don't have super thick hair. So that works for me. Jonathan did say... (laughs) when I was speaking to them at a media event, yes. Um, I had to drop that one in there. I know, thank you. <laughs> you can use up to three kind of pump, well, not pumps, but little like pea-sized amounts mm-hmm. in a tube. And that's all I use. And then it's designed to just like help your hair to air dry in its like best amazing way. It just sounds perfect. It's so good. So it like smooths, doesn't have flakes or heaviness and actually has squalene in it and hemi-squalene which is the hero ingredient in the range. And that's basically like an alternative to silicone. Right. Silicone, like a clean alternative. Great. Which we love. And, yeah, it's all about hair health, the range. So I really love it. 
Um, and it's part of Sephora's Clean at Sephora range. So love that too. Wow, it's really doing doing the most. I know. But it's basically like, yeah, wash your hair, providing you have straight hair like mine. Mm-hmm. You can put in a very small amount and then let your hair dry naturally and you just look amazing. Love. Almost like JVN. <laughs> Not quite, but so close good. To. So yeah. good. What about your bougie pick, Rose? My bougie pick this week is the Rory Rice Bristle Brush, which is a $60 hairbrush and you can buy it on Rory Rice's website. Mm. I suppose it's no secret that I'm a fan of a slicked hairdo. I am, in fact, wearing one today. I've clocked it. Mm -hmm. She's got one right now. So whether it's, you know, a slicked back ponytail, a plait, a bun, I love it when I'm in between wash days. Usually there's like two days at the end where it's like it's slicked back. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs to be. It's up. And it needs to be out of the face and people need to not know that it's dirty. I was always kind of of the opinion that you didn't really need a smoothing brush. Like you could get the slick look using your hands or using like your detangling brush. Yeah, I use a tangle teaser. My opinion has changed. Oh, no. And I don't know if it's just because I have super thick hair, so there's like a lot that I'm working with. So you've been missing out on better hair. Yeah. From not having this brush and just using like using a my tangling brush. Yeah. So basically. <laughs> you look so disappointed. I'm just so disappointed. I'm so disappointed it's taking me this long. It's just, it's annoyed me. But <laughs> it's, yeah, the bristle brush is great. It really just kind of helps you slick the hair back without using a heap of product, which I love because often I like to do like two slick hair days in a row. And the second day I'm like, I can see that I have like, so much product in my hair and it's just like a bit of a helmet and it's just a bit foul. Um, I'm a really good beauty editor, I promise everyone. I mean, the fact that you find inventive ways to cover it up means you're a great beauty editor. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate (laughs) it. But yeah, this bristle brush is actually also designed to add shine to your hair because the way that the bristles are designed helps to close down the hair cuticle. So it's similar to applying like a leave-in conditioner in the fact that it seals the hair cuticle. Wild. Wild. That's insane. And it also helps to reduce breakage and frizz by gliding gently through the hair. So it's quite similar to like a Mason Pearson hairbrush in that it has that like kind of excess bristles. It's kind of almost spongy. So it doesn't, it's not a detangling brush by any stretch of the imagination, but it is great for just smoothing the hair back. And a fraction of the price of yes. Mason Pearson <laughs> yes. brush, even though I love it. That's bougie. That's bougie. <laughs> That's when you're spending like $150 That's on a hair certified brush. certified bougie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I just find that it really helps to smooth out any lumps and bumps really effortlessly and also makes it really easy to get the right angle, which is something I learned at our house of beauty, the perfect place to put your ponytail or your bun when you're slicking your hair back is like 45-degree oh. angle from your cheekbone. Wait, I didn't even hear this. Yeah. I missed this bit. So that's why like Hayley Bieber and Kendall Jenner look so good because it's like literally mathematical. Wow, where's mine? Do you you're, you've actually done pretty well today. Have I? Yeah, you have. Thank you. I but didn't know that. So. Yeah. So the brush, I like hold it 45 degrees to my cheekbone and then pull all the way oh, back and then to you get know the you're perfect kind of spot. Like, so mine would maybe be a little bit higher. Yeah. Wow. And that will give you that like model. Was that the regular team face. that taught you that? Yeah. That room was amazing. Yeah, that's why you should all come next year. You can learn more like that. Everyone said they learnt so much and even Rose and I. (laughs) So don't worry if you missed out. We're having one next year and we'll give you plenty of notice. Yeah. I love that. I know. So I've just had my whole life changed by a hairbrush and our house of beauty. I'm loving it. 
But Danny, what about your budget pick? It's the same price as your bougie, but what makes it, it budget? It's thirty nine ninety five, mm. same price. Also, clearly, we did not speak before this episode. <laughs> Too busy because I've also selected a hairbrush. That's great, <laughs> but mine's budget because I don't know. I just think well, it's a little bit cheaper than your hairbrush, but mm. I just think a hairbrush is is like something you need. So I definitely agree. That's how I've ended up with two forty dollar products in two different categories. Anyway. Well, they're kind of in the same category. Yeah, true. Oh, I mean budget versus bougie. Oh, and you know, what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> Who can keep up with me? <laughs> Producer Phil, what hairbrush do you use? Um, I've been using the same one for oh, 26 years. How did oh I know God. you were going to say that? 26? <laughs> 26 years, yeah. No. Have you been using the same pillow as well for that long? No. Thank God. No, I haven't, no. Really? Because I feel like... And this is very heteronormative, but I date men. And every man I've ever dated has like the same quilt. I definitely agree. Oh, and pillow. Wait, it's always it's always the combination of like navy blue sheets. Navy blue always. sheets with yeah, grey black. Gray I've dinner. had black. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. One singular pillow. Yeah, yes. exactly. When there's, the two pi- when there's two pillows, I am so impressed. You're marrying. <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, 100%. And I'm yeah. picturing your hairbrush to be the hairbrush equivalent of that well, that's quilt the, cover combo. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's actually my hand. I don't, I, I've just been. Oh, I just do Phil. that. I just do that all you the don't time. Even have a You're so no, tricky. My hair's so, my hair's so short. I can, just get, I can just do the. No, you've got you to know. be going on on top. Yeah. If that's how your hair looks from just that's, doing yeah, it with yeah, your hands. Yeah. Then you should be getting a hairbrush because you'll be like Channing Tatum. Well, he's bald now, isn't Wait, he? Wait, but your hair actually looks real. I know I sound surprised. I don't mean to sound so surprised. <laughs> it actually looks your amazing. Hair, your hair actually looks really good considering. Like, do you put product in it? No. So yeah. you just I get, I, get, I get out of the sh- I get out of the shower. I wash it once a week. This is my life, guys. We'll link to Phil's Instagram in the show notes, this so you can have a look at this. This is what makes me <laughs> so so cranky. Yeah, because look at that glorious hair. So like you just get I, he's kind get of around. got like a bit of how would you describe it? It's he's got like it's a, kind of giving curly, a, little a little bit. Curly. Yeah, it's kind of giving Harry Styles when he first cut his hair short. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just like a bit wavy. <laughs> and yeah. you're just you're just and what are you washing it with? Um, and have you got the JVN? Oh, no, 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 you in one. It's, it's, I use um, there's the shampoo is one that my sister bought me. Okay, because she good. thought it smelled nice. I have no idea what brand. Why it is. do the women in your life have to buy the things so you use them? That's another question I have because for men. They, because they all care about me. But you you yeah. have access to Woolworths. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, I don't know what to get. Anyway, the shampoo smells nice. No idea what brand it is. Okay. Conditioner, heads and shoulders. That's it. So you do have separate products, yeah. shampoo versus Yeah, no, no, not a two-in-one. Not a two-in-one. No. <laughs> He's not I, an animal. I kind of like I kind of like, you know that moment in between shampooing and conditioner where your hair is just like clean and yeah. it feels I don't like that feeling. I hate you don't that like, feeling. Oh. I want the conditioner straight away. Yeah. I like it a lot. When my hair is squeaky clean, that's when I know I'm using the wrong shampoo. Damn. Yeah. Stripping all the na- natural oils from your I, hair. See, feel. that's 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 my whole that's been my whole life. How often do you wash it. your hair, Phil? Once a week, once every two weeks, sometimes. <gasps> wow, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, would, I, I would once actually, a week too. So I would just love to be a man. I think <laughs> at this point, I know you said he's, you said he's not an animal, but he is grooming his hair with his hands. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I am <laughs> being stereotypical, but I am, you know, we have gone way off track here. That but was a great insight, though. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I'm here for. Thank goodness for Phil. Well, my budget pick is the ugly swan hairbrush. Thirty-nine <laughs> from the website. And if the ugly swan people are listening, please send a hairbrush to Phil. <laughs> yeah, send it through. <laughs> but I'm going to war against your hairbrush because I think this is the best hairbrush ever, mm. Rose. So it's basically like a detangling hairbrush, but it's... It's got like bristles. It's not like a tangle teaser, which, as I've said, is like all I exclusively use. Yeah. But this is the only brush that's managed to steal me away from my tangle teaser. Oh, my goodness. The only thing is I don't love the name Ugly Swan. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's not like great. It doesn't like make me like. I don't want to be an ugly swan. No. Ever. And it does the opposite. It makes you look beautiful. So I don't know if it's an ironic name. Yeah. But anyway, has boar bristles and nylon pins and no pulling or tugging because of this. So it honestly, I've never had a hairbrush that like just runs through my hair like like a tangle teaser. Like butter. Like butter. Softens, smooths, creates shine, detangles. It's so good. I also gave one because they sent me two lovely people at Ugly Swan and I gave one to Sarah, our art director, mm-hmm. to use on her daughter for all her dance concerts and she said that her daughter loves it and it's like all they use now and she also when you know because the amount of hairspray in those kids hair exactly not only because it was so like good on sensitive young little you know child um, (laughs) baby scalps baby scalps Like mine. Um, <laughs> no. But also she said because it was like easy to clean. Oh, She was like it's so easy to get like you just like get the hair out of there. Yeah. Which we loved. So, um, yeah, Ugly Swan, look it up, Phil. Yeah, to Ask your sister to buy you one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it, isn't it? No, I've got my budget. <laughs> hey, Rose, what's your, what's, your, what's your budget pick this week? Thank you so Thank much, Phil. Phil. No um, <laughs> Thank God. Feels here. <laughs> My budget pick this week is the Palmer's Cocoa Butter Body Lotion. It's $9.99. An icon. An icon from Chemist Warehouse. Now, this year I've been on a mission to find the best body lotion for my skin. It's, yeah, you are really passionate about this I'm, topic. I'm very passionate about body care and I've tried countless, all from different price ranges. I've tried like a $90 body lotion didn't do anything really literally didn't in fact it probably You'll made my skin tell worse me which one it is offline yeah i will i'm not gonna drag them through the mud here no, guys get into the dms though to find out which one <laughs> yeah exactly but my favorite has been the iconic palmer's cocoa butter body lotion and it's literally ten dollars and amazing. it's so nostalgic it reminds me of being like 10 years old and it, i think it was what my stepmom used mm. so of course because she was so cool that i needed to use it yeah and that smell just Brings me right back to being like 10 years old. cocoa butter smell. So good. It's just the best. But, yeah, this formula basically does everything you want a body lotion to do. It softens, it smooths, it nourishes the skin. It's got cocoa butter, obviously, but also vitamin E, which helps to protect the skin and support the skin's moisture barrier. See, when you were 12, you probably weren't like, being like, oh, it has vitamin E. No idea. But now you're like, oh, my gosh, it has vitamin (laughs) E. But now I'm like, I should have just kept using it for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah, you would have had like Elle McPherson legs. I know. It's fine. I'm going to use it for the next 12. I haven't seen them in a while because it's winter. (laughs) Also, it smells absolutely amazing as we mentioned. It's like just the best thing ever. And it's also super fast absorbing into the skin, which is great because I like to use it in the morning and the night and I hate getting dressed 
with body lotion on. I even hate putting on my pyjamas when I'm clean but then have put on, so after a shower, then have put on moisturiser. I hate that feeling. It is the worst feeling in the world. And, like, especially now that it's getting warmer and you wear, like, summer pyjamas and then your skin, like, touches things. Yes. And I'm, like, cooking and my skin, like, touches the kitchen bench and I'm, like, ew, can't deal with it. But this one doesn't do that. It soaks right in so you're not sticky. Oh, I should have done my bougie pick to be my favourite body moisturiser and then it would have been in the right category as well. But then we would have just been moisturiser and hairbrush episode. Yeah. Which is also good for this. Um, Jen Atkins's Way, Melrose Place scented body moisturiser. It's like in the so good. jar. That's that's amazing for getting dressed after. Just there you go, guys. Now you can't tease now you've me because I've put in a proper bougie mention. <laughs> yeah, we've done. We've, <laughs> we've hit all bases today. So, yeah, that's my budget pick. And as usual, all these products will be noted in the show notes below. Alongside the photo of Phil's hair. So of course, you can, Maybe obviously. you'll be inspired to throw out your hairbrushes. <laughs> but, Danny, you also spoke to the wonderful and, of course, the ultra chic founder of The Undone, Sarah Crampton, in today's episode all about capsule wardrobes, the fashion and the beauty kind. How was that interview? I'm so jealous. I know. It was amazing. She's so chic. So this came about because we did, we have a life and style section Mm -hmm. where we do, you know, a little bit of fashion and lifestyle content. And we did an interview with her on how to create a capsule wardrobe because her brand, The Undone, is really all about like considered clothes that you'll wear for a lifetime. And it did so well. So we were like, let's get her on the podcast. Let's address it. Let's talk about the capsule wardrobe and the capsule beauty cupboard. So let's get into it. Sarah Crampton, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks, Danny. It's nice to be here. And as many of our listeners would know, you are the woman behind the incredible online shopping destination, The Undone, which I visit daily. But you started in the fashion industry in another way entirely. People might know you as Harper and Harley. You kind of started as a fashion blogger, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I I don't mind that term. I know a lot of people have kind of like grown out of it and kind of look at it in a bit of a a dated way. But Mm. I just give so much respect for that time in my life and it just gave me such an amazing platform and um, you know, influence and what I've been able to do with it. So I love it. I mean, I would definitely claim that title. Yeah. When did you actually start like quote unquote blogging or? Yeah. Yeah. So it was 2008. Wow. So you were like really one of the OGs. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And there weren't too many like Aussie girls doing that stage. I know like Zanita was the same kind of year yeah, as me. Yeah, I um, loved her. Well, I still do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Nicole was soon after. Nicole, Nicole Wan. Yeah. So it's kind of like that phase of, you know, 2008, 2009. There's a lot of the girls that were early phases mm-hmm. starting their blogs. But, yeah, I was super young. I was 19. I was still studying at yeah. uni and just had a lot of spare time. <laughs> How did you kind of go from that to then like – Becoming, I guess, quite influential on Instagram because I feel like when you started out, it was really off platform, like on, you know, a blog. Yeah, and then blog it, spot, like, things yeah. really moved. <laughs> yeah, blog spot. <laughs> things really moved to Instagram, which is its own kind of issue, I guess, now that like some people's livelihoods are just on Instagram. But how did you like kind of move from blogging to 
being so influential on Instagram in order to then create the undone and have, yeah, cemented yourself as like a fashion authority? Yeah, it's it's an interesting progression because when I was in my early phases of starting my personal brand, the Harper Harley brand, it was very much your website and you know, you weren't like focused on that number of followers because mm. the number is invisible to everyone else. It's really that, you know, you can have access to your Google Analytics and be really into it. And I really was about, you know, its growth and its potential. But it was more about, you know, creating that consistent kind of content and content you were just so passionate about because you're young and so excited and yeah. you're just posting all the time. And so then, you know, with that mentality, when Instagram launched, we kind of had that set in stone about how we kind of created content. So once we kind of set up our Instagram, I just talked about we as everyone, I feel but like it, we were on the yeah, same boat. Yeah, like that kind of era of yeah. fashion blogger was, you mean when you say we. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And we were really talking to each other and learning from each other as well. Mm. And, you know, I would use, you know, Nicole and Zanita and Mandy and all the girls as a bit of a bouncing resource about how often I should be posting and like what's working. And so there was a lot of learning phases there about how often we should be posting, what time of day you should be posting. So it was about creating that consistent content mm. and posting throughout the 24-hour period to try and tap into international viewers and just being really aware about that because it was back in the day, it was very much who you followed with what you saw, mm -hmm. um, no more, but yeah, sad. <laughs> amazing. Because I feel like what I was referencing before is, you know, something that we talk about in publishing, like on, like on my side of the industry of like, if Instagram goes away tomorrow, mm. what do you have? And, you know, for us, we have an EDM. And so we really have access to the audience in that way. Like we have their email addresses that we're very, like very privileged to have that mm -hmm. they've entrusted us with and we can continue speaking to them like that. And for you, you have this whole other business that exists off Instagram as well. So I feel like you were so forward thinking, but was that any part of your thought the when strategy. you created <laughs> The Undone or was that just I like mean, you wanted to have your own e-com site? I think I always had that, I guess, protective layer of insight about owning your channels. I very much remember just talking a lot in that industry at the time about, you know, owning your channel and really being aware that you do not own your Instagram and just being very, you know, multi-channel thinking about where your business is going to go if something does fall apart because it can and it could and it will. And Facebook went away for like, <laughs> yeah. what was it, three days last year <laughs> and we all panicked. So, it's, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, making sure you have your, you know, your Pinterest, your our TikToks and your Twitters and your all your things, but then also having your website that you own, your domain, your trademark, you really protect that, grow your EDM channel. And this is for influencers now. Like I really want them to have that old school mentality about mm. having a website. They should not yes. be putting all their eggs in a basket on their TikTok or their Instagram because it's just not the way to like long-term grow their business. Mm. So that's what I'm trying is to Is this like, what you've educate. learned along the way or did you do like been, a degree? In I studied business and marketing. Yeah. And I just feel like I've always had that kind of mindset of long-term. Yeah. Um, and my family's had like a family business they've had for like almost really? 50 years. What yeah. is it? It's like a kitchenware business. Oh, it's like amazing. not at all fashion, but um, yeah. they've kind of instilled this mentality about, you know, slow and steady wins a race. And mm -hmm. it's about rushing. It's just about being passionate about what you do and you're in it for the long haul. And I've always kind of had that mindset. And so that's kind of the way I kind of approach the undone as well. It's like, mm -hmm. don't try and rush that process too much. I really be passionate about what you do and then just really enjoy what you do and yeah. slowly grow it out. Yeah. And talking of the undone, how did you actually start it? Because I'm sure 
it's like it feels so natural looking at your whole <laughs> resume from my side and being like, yeah, that all fits. But there's one thing to be like, oh, I, I really am very passionate about clothes and I would like to help people get dressed in the morning with my own website that sells beautiful <laughs> brands. But then actually setting up a website. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And like getting brands on board and becoming an entrepreneur and running a business and stuff. What were those steps like from ideation to launching the website? Yeah, it was about a nine month process. Um, before like, so I started marketing, then I worked in e-commerce for a little bit too. Okay. With some businesses. And I think that really kind of cemented my love for that and understanding what the ins and outs are of, you know, the back end of websites and uploading product and getting product online and selling it. And so when, and then I went full-time blogger and then I was like, look, this, I could tell it wasn't going to be like the long-term commitment. I had to kind of use the influence or something. Otherwise, well, I'm going to keep talking about the same thing every single day. No, I don't really want to do that. So just yeah. kind of like that forward thinking of turning the influence into a brand that doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could step away from it at some point and it'd be fine. Like it's kind of like what our founder, Eleanor, who I know you're also friends with outside yeah. of, you know, the media circles has done, right? Mm. Like build a, 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 her own brand, a media brand, but, um, and that she can kind of step back from and we yeah. kind of keep carrying it forward. Yeah. I think maybe that also comes into it, how I, I didn't name my blog after myself. Like yeah. just like just little things like that where, my face isn't there in everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, my name isn't plastered over everything. Yeah. And just kind of almost like hiding behind it a little bit. So yeah, it was like nine months from the initial aha moment until we went live. So the first few months is all about kind of setting up the back end of the business, you know, locking in the domain, the name, your Instagram handles, all those things, making mm. sure everything's got available all set up. and Oh yeah. And what a mess. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, you're so like naive and excited and you rush a little bit and you make mistakes along the way and then you have to kind of fix it later. But that kind of takes a bit of time. And then with fashion, you have to buy six months out as well. And so, yeah, I was buying, like, obviously we had to then financially support the business and trying to figure out like how much we needed and budget for. And then all of a sudden I'm spending all this money on product that you don't have yet. And so I'm buying like two seasons before we even launched. And so that was like a bit nervous. Did you raise capital through... Friends and family. Oh, friends. Yeah. A bit of like a, like a little seed round kind of thing with my friends and family, but all my savings, Yeah, you know, and my husband's and like, you know, that really supportive, like very tight middle knit community. And then (laughs) you just see all the money go away. Yeah. (laughs) By the time it launches. And then you hit go and Mm. what was the first kind of like 24 hours like? So exciting. Yeah. Like a lot of friends and family sales, definitely. But then people that you don't know. And we had actually set up a page on the website that had like a coming soon sign up to the newsletter. So we had built like maybe 5,000 people or wow, subscribers on launch. Yeah. Okay. That's so we had a fair amount of the community. Like obviously the Harper and Harley community was really invested in like mm-hmm. excited about it. So we had that ready to go. And obviously that was, you know, a strategy move to have those followers on launch. Yeah. So everyone has that. So that was a really big part of our success in the early days is having mm-hmm. that community. And the Undone's point of difference is curating pieces that transcend seasons and trends. So I'm sure our listeners that have visited your beautiful website will know, but there's it's mostly black and white and beige and grey. So neut- neutral <laughs> yeah, colours. Neutral. Yep. Very Which neutral. is all I wear. I'm yeah. in head to toe black as we talk. Um, <laughs> but it's all about like pieces that will live in our wardrobes for years to come. So how do you go about when you're buying and everything looks so beautiful and exciting? 
resisting the urge to follow trends, given how prevalent mm. like trends are in our, on social media. Oh, and they're everywhere right now. Everywhere. Mm. Like how do you stay true to that mission? Yeah. I find trends really noisy and I just think – you know, now we're in our 30s. I think we understand a bit more about like the way trends do have that kind of that mm. cycle. Like the stuff that we're seeing this year about, you know, trends that we wore in the early 2000s coming back. I'm like, guys, we left it there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, have we not taught you anything? <laughs> and it's just like, come on. So I think we've just learned along the way what is flattering, what's not flattering. And so when I'm buying, I'm very considerate about, obviously we have our style guide and our color palette, but it's also pieces that I'm genuinely excited about mm. and that I would wear two years from now. Yeah, or, so that's kind of your yeah. marker. Would you still love it in two years? Yeah, or like try and put that hat on about like, okay, if I took a photo on this and then look back at it five years, mm. in five years' time, would I cringe? Yeah. Because we've had those photos of us and now, you know, in our youth with those outfits. Yeah. And it's all about avoiding those situations, about like actually wearing what we do own and loving what we own and just keeping it and – Actually, a girlfriend was talking to me this week. She had a big like wardrobe clear out. And this is a person that like has great style and a wardrobe I would love. And she's just in that phase of like just wanting to start fresh and new. And she's like, I just got rid of all these things, but I'm keeping the stuff I bought from you because it's pieces I I love and I want to wear. And I'm like, that's the best compliment. That's what we're trying to achieve. So that's how I kind of approach the buying process. Because it is inherently sustainable, which I'm not sure if you set out that way or it was like, you know, just your taste being of the moment, like the yeah. fact that you obviously can see where things are going. So I'm not sure if you were like, oh, we'll do this for sustainability kind of, or yeah. if it just kind of happened. But it is so sustainable to have something like a capsule wardrobe that we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah, exactly right. I think I learned more about sustainability along the way. At first, it very much was about that color palette was a leading focus of the store's curation. But as I learned more about sustainability practices and how we could achieve it in our way, because fashion is not sustainable, how we could do it in the way that feels right to us. Yeah. And it's really the pieces that you wear, having wardrobe of clothes, and you can buy new ones, you know, through the season or, you know, how you want to approach it, but just making sure that what you do buy, you do wear. Mm. I mean, it comes down to Bit quite simply. As simple as that. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly right. So you are the queen of the capsule wardrobe <laughs> in my mind. Well, thanks. <laughs> so can you tell us what is a capsule wardrobe? I would say a capsule wardrobe is like your really edited down version of your wardrobe that you wear on repeat. So it's the pieces that you can mix and match with each other um, really seamlessly. It's like how to make the maximum amount of outfits with the minimum amount of pieces. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people... You might not have it like laid out in your wardrobe as a capsule, but you could definitely pair it back and then realize you actually do have a lot of these core wardrobe essentials covered off. It's about wardrobe essentials that can work with any other pieces. Exactly like say right. yeah. a denim jean, like a really good jean. Yeah, you're like your favorite yeah. pair of jeans that you grab and know they're going to like look great on yes. you and make you feel really good. So that's part of your capsule. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love that. How can we create our own capsule wardrobe at home? Oh, I think what you want to do is start by looking through your wardrobe and pull out the wardrobe essentials. So, I mean, we make lists all the time about our wardrobe essentials on the other one, but like, you know, your white tee, your white shirt, black classic blue jeans, black blazer, all these things. Mm-hmm. And you might not necessarily realize you have them, but then if you pull them out and set them aside, you can kind of build it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a whole checklist you can do as well. And then, then you'll realize what gaps you're missing. And sometimes 
when we're struggling to get dressed, I find it's because we're missing one of those wardrobe essentials. Yes. And then you're like, oh, if I just had this, then I'd be able to, you know, layer this shirt in a this way that I've seen someone else wear and, you yeah. know, that looks really nice and, like, you know, can show oh, the nice black pieces. belt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll, do you have the checklist on the answer? Yes. Okay. We'll put that in the okay, show amazing. notes so people can have a look at that. Perfect. Um, so if you could only have five items in your wardrobe, um, which <laughs> in my mind is, like, just a beautiful capsule wardrobe with, like, everything coordinated. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> what would they be and why? So I thought that was going to be really hard to answer, but then I realised actually it's really easy for me. Yeah. And it obviously it is seasonal as well, but, like, I think – if I just had to live off this for like the next three months, I'd yep. be happy. A white t-shirt, a white button-up shirt, mm-hmm. classic blue jeans, like a nice high-rise straight leg, not too tight, nice mm-hmm. and loose. A black trouser and a simple black dress. Oh, that was really easy for yeah. you. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so when it comes to someone's personal style, should they take that and say they might buy the kind of white t-shirt they like. So it might be really like fitted or it might be really boxy. That's up to them as long as they have the white t-shirt because it will work with so many other things. Exactly right. Like some people like a crew neck versus scoop or a V. So you have to kind of pick what suits you and your your style and your what makes you feel good. Yeah, Mm. cool. Amazing. Now, given your approach to fashion, is your approach to beauty the same? Like do you have a capsule beauty wardrobe or are you kind of like more (laughs) experimental there? I think I'm really pulled back and very less is more in beauty. I think I've learned along the way that my skin just likes less. Don't chop and change, just stick to what works. And that very much is like my wardrobe as well. Like just stick to the basics and you always feel great. So yeah, very, very simplified. Because you've posted on your Instagram about your issues with your skin Mm. before, like it's not like it is something you're still learning about, which we all oh, yeah. are. Yeah. So do you, are you pretty like experimental with like trying new products or have you now got like your core? I think with like skincare, mm. my like cleansing, moisturizing, all that stuff, really pared back, keep it really minimal, fragrance free, go like, you know, French pharmacy brand kind of vibe. Yeah. And then if you want to see actual results, get like laser or something really intense. Okay. So you're really into like treatment. Yeah. Stuff that actually you're like, you walk out and you're like, oh, I see a difference yes. rather than a serum that promises the world and may not actually do anything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm. So could you talk us through your morning skincare routine then and the products you love, okay. including yeah. like, you know, if you have a go-to like foundation or tinted moisturizer that you pop on at the end of the routine? Yeah, nice. Um, so I'll start with like uh, biodermicella water, just a little wipe over. I don't do an intense cleanse in the morning, try and keep that really simple. But do you just like the feeling of wiping that yeah, because you like, really you know, clean. after a, a night, you know, dust can be on your face or whatever. You just want to have, or like, you know, a serum you've had on last night. You just mm-hmm. want to get rid of it, feeling nice and fresh. And then, then I also don't like washing my face in the shower because I feel like that water's not great for you. So trying to do that, you know, micellar water approach. And then I have added a few serums recently or this year, I should say, depending on what my skin needs, like a skin SkinCeuticals, like CE Ferulic Serum. How good is that? It's nice. It's amazing. Yeah. And then they have like a, a HA intensifier one that's like really hydrating. I haven't tried that mm. yet, but it's nice. It, it just like yeah. soaks into your skin. And you and then you can use them together, right? Yeah. One C and one. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm so not great at understanding what can be 
use with each other. But if it's like a hydrating serum, you can kind of layer that with an active like vitamin C. Yeah. Nice. See just obviously girls. what you're doing, but you just didn't know why, but that's yeah. why. <laughs> and then like not too much else. Like I'll just put on a moisturizer that's quite like general and then always SPF. So I'm doing a bit of a double SPF at the moment where it's like um, Naked Sundays. Mm. can't remember what it, which one that's purple tube. The spray or the? No, the no, really like the- thick, yeah. like 50 plus. Yeah, love that. <laughs> and then I do the ultraviolet tinted skin screen yeah mm, which is great cool? yeah. yeah but they say to use a sunscreen underneath do they so, yeah, because okay. you can't have the the amount that you yeah, need for the coverage the yeah mm. okay I love that but and yeah. what about nighttime nighttime I like to have that moment to myself and just kind of like because you're a yeah, mother as yeah. Well. yeah 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 <laughs> how old's your <laughs> so son exhausting. now um he's almost three okay yeah. so do you lock yourself in the bathroom and do yeah. your nighttime he goes routine. to bed now so late I'm just like go to bed I need to oh, go to, no. like, I need to go to bed oh I recently splurged on one of those um face uv light things oh yeah yeah the mask lights yeah. that you can so do that's now part of my night routine after I do a Another micellar water cleanse. That's um, bougie, but I love it. Like I've Does been looking it at it for years. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. Is it the Dennis Gross one? Yeah. 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 That's the one to get a well, like, I've been doing my research for a few years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> some right. of them are quite cheap and you're like, how could this yeah. really work? No, but I love the light. So um Do you I find glowy after using it? Yeah, or like I think it just kind of settles like you know, inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll do this same kind of thing as in the morning. I'll do that little cleanse and then some serums and then moisturizer. And then pop that on? No, they oh. say on clean skin. So I'll after the cleanse before serums. Okay. Does mm. that freak out your son? I haven't shown him. I'm too scared <laughs> because it's like a very much like an Iron Man kind of mask. Oh, true. He'll be like, this is a toy. Yeah. He'll, he'll break be it like, for sure. No, yeah. Don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so good. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. As you know, I'm a big fan of yours. And whenever I see you at events, I corner you and talk about how much I love the undone. So this has been a great day at work for me. Thanks so much for having me, Danny. I also want to give your listeners an exclusive little promo for the undone. <gasps> no way. What is it? So we want to give you guys 15% of full price items. Oh, thank from, you. You're welcome from now until October the 18th. Amazing. So, Thank you so much. You're so welcome. The code is grittypretty15. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Our audience will love that. You're welcome. Thanks again for coming on, Sarah. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Beauty Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe for future episodes. Leaving a review helps others find our podcast, so please tell your beauty-obsessed friends. And if you have a beauty topic that you want to learn about on the podcast, DM our beauty editors on Instagram at pretty underscore pretty. You can also join our community of beauty lovers on Facebook by searching Gritty Pretty Gang and head to grittypretty.com to join our mailing list. I promise we won't spam you. You will just receive beauty tips, tricks, and invitations to our events. This podcast was produced by Phil Horn. This is a pro podcast production. Until next time, remember, self-care is never selfish.